The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, power of water into our ninth year on Voice America, World Talk Radio, and the syndication that we have, Apple, iTunes, and more. The power of water has been a focus that I've had for many years of research. I am founder of Biologic Aqua Research in the United States, global. We're a global company, and we're located in Grants Pass, Oregon in the United States, nestled among the mountains of the Valley of the Rogue River that's so famous throughout the world. And the Redwood Forest is near us in the Kalamaopsis Forest, and and the redwood, you've heard of the redwood trees, that's near us. Uh, that's in the state of California, which is near us here in Oregon. Down the Smith River, so beautiful. And then the Kalamaopsis Forest on the Oregon side of that, which one year, millions of years ago, they had 500 inches of rain in one year. So our influence in me as a born Oregonian has been water all as long as I can remember. My parents fly fished, so I was always near the river. My grandfather had a cabin on the Rogue River that I could climb the mountains and swing on the grapevines, and I swam, learned to swim in the river. I learned to swim through edges of rapids, believe it or not. My father would just cringe, but again, water, water, water. Without water, there is no planet, and without water, there is no life. Let's bring this to the best education throughout the planet. My world, I decided way back in time, many over 30 years ago, to study the importance of water and the body, your health. And when I determined, without a doubt, no one questioned it from all over the world, scientists, physicians, leaders, that water in the body is primary, your health But you're living with the water in the atmosphere, that invisible water called humidity, but it's atmospheric water vapor. Now, the earth began with that, too. Now, I'm going to take you on a path with nature, real nature. Your nature, the planet is nature. Around the planet, completely circling the whole planet, billions of years ago, was the water vapor in the air around the planet Earth. Now, remember as we talk and describe, words are invented to describe so far back, thousands of years ago. So when I say a word, I'll try to describe why maybe that word was invented. But they call our planet Earth and the solar system. So 
so when the rain, the sun came along and the rains came down because of the climate change, then, then all of a sudden the water that came down, when there's rain coming down, it pulls the moisture out of the air. There is no, it pulls the moisture out of the air to have rain. So when the rain came down and all of a sudden life and time began, the water on the surface of the earth, the soil, the ferns, the moths, and all living things, all living species, the word species. But human life came, and human life is water. The surface of your skin is like the surface of the planet Earth. Behind that skin, behind that planet, your, your planet of your life, your personal life, is water. Every single organ of your body is made up of different kinds of of amounts of water. The surface of your eyes, 99% water. What do you think dry eye is? Water evaporation at the surface of the eye causing vision impairment. That's what it's all about. The brain, 80 to 85% water. And the womb, at the moment, the eyes begin to form as an organ and the brain form at the same time. Why did nature do that? The brain is 80 to 85% water. The eyelid opens in the delivery room when you're born, and that surface of the eyes, 99% water, is going to be supplemented because of the water vapor of the air. Now, I'm approaching this with all discovery of education. Lack of education is what's confused everyone about your health. You are made up of water, the earth is made up of water, but both the, earth, the human body and organs plus the earth's organs as an organism must live with that water in the air called water vapor. Without it, we would not even be able to charge a battery. A plane wouldn't fly and power wouldn't be on. What is the invention of all life? The energy in the air called Water Vapor. That's what this show is all about, is getting you educated and bringing to fruition all of the physicians and scientists throughout the world. We're all understanding that lack of education has been very confusing to everyone. Then the regulations got involved. Oh, if you haven't studied water and you haven't studied evaporation, you maybe shouldn't be discussing some... Well. I've studied water, I've studied evaporation, I own patents in 29 countries with dry eye and the evaporation of the eye that causes dry eye, that causes vision impairment. So I opened up the book for us to open up the channels and the discussion to study and discover what is causing these symptoms of these diseases. Water, the planet, look outside your door. Our planet Earth is, is, is the symptoms of it. They're going, this planet Earth's symptoms are the same. We're going to learn. But we bring on our show all these years all this new evidence of what is happening with the lack of education and forgetting the priority of the most important reason of all life to live is water and the crisis of water we're in right now in the planet. Look at what happened in the Middle East. It's all sand. That's a lifeless microorganism of problems in the air to live. 
What do you think the wars that have been going on for hundreds of years have been concerned about in the Middle East? Life's distinction. Because it doesn't have enough water, it can become extinct. Other countries of the world, look at India. Look at Mexico. Look at all the countries of the world. Look what's happening in New Mexico, Arizona, and now California. Didn't make water the priority. California doesn't have much excuse because the former Governor Brown, way back in the 60s, built those canals so California wouldn't make a mistake and not have enough water and supply the agriculture farms with the soil that needs the water. When soil becomes sand and the aquifers below that soil become lifeless, that's an endangered species, the water and the soil. They forgot the priority of all life on earth is the water first. Now, my secretary, Bonnie, always looks up for me on my show some new thinking on uh, research and development. Go over to Yahoo and look up California's largest lake threatened by urban water transfer because they're running out of water. So the lakes are going to start going dry. They, They have to figure that out. Here's another one that I just said today. ISIS reduces water supply to government areas in Iraq and Bar. We know what they're after. It's water. Because you can function without oil, but you can't function without water. The other one, Earth to Tallahassee. There is a water crisis in Florida again, and it's not going to quit. The other one, rising seas threaten South Florida's drinking water because the ocean's coming up and there's salt water coming into those aquifers. The other one, search what is happening with water in Florida from the lagoons. So as you study and you go in and you research water crisis, drinking water crisis, you'll learn that without the water, there is no life, and the diseases will be coming out of control. Now, the world population. The world population throughout the world is 7,320,439,708 people living here that need the water in the atmosphere and the water to drink to wash clothing, manufacture clothes, manufacture food, feed to the agriculture to grow your food. Babies born. In the, in the world of babies, the babies we had in this last year, 60,294,000, pardon me, 60,294,744 babies being born to grow with us on this planet. The babies. We're a growing planet, and we love babies. We want all people to be thriving and be conscious of their health. And whacked, I'm kind of hoping that people who don't care, take care of their health are going to feel guilty that they're contaminating the problems of the air for somebody else who wants to be healthy. Let's stop and think about that. Hmm? Back to today's show. I'm really excited. I'm having on the show today Nancy Yonley Coleman. 
Nancy and I have been friends for over 40 years. She used to head the health department here in Southern Oregon. She's been active in many community affairs. She has absolutely an unbelievable background in what she does to care about other life and people. But she has a new book out. And I could hardly wait to get her on the show called Almost Heaven. Then she suggested that she'd have a very special guest to her on today with us, Robert McDowell, who's a poet, teacher, author, editor, speaker, and is very much involved in women's issues, which I will enjoy asking him questions about that. But over the course of his career, he has selected and guided into print more than 300 books by Pulitzer Prize winners. He's a, a Nobel and Nobel laureates, five U.S. poet laureates, and intermediate and beginning writers. He's worked with them as a lifelong mentor to emerging poets and writers, and he's quite a guy. I read up about him, and you're going to be fascinated with how unusual of a person that she's going to introduce us to. And remember all those books that are coming out all the time? Always a new book. It's fun. If you ever want to have fun collecting little figurines or a little statues of things, get, always look for one reading a book. We don't want books to become extinct. I think that device that you put in your hands cannot take the replace of the paper book. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, which I have to admit I'm the founder of. Ophthalmology Research asked me if I would study the vision impairment of eyes to blindness over 14 years ago. I did, and I told them it's the evaporation of the, uh, the tear film. It's evaporating too quickly because the supplementation of the atmosphere cannot keep up with individuals in evaporation. No two people evaporate exactly the same. No two eyes are alike, no two fingerprints, and more alike. So when I studied it, I showed them what could be done, and guess what? They said, oh, Sharon, you have to do this. You have to get this on the market. It's like the toothbrush. To prevent cavities, you need to brush your teeth. To slow down vision impairment, people need to start supplementing the problems of the atmosphere. So we did. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture-grade water going throughout the world. It has patents now approved by scientists for the supplementation of what causes vision impairment, of allergies and more, in 29 countries throughout the world. We'll listen to our sponsor with Just a Mist, and we'll be back with Nancy and Robert. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. We're going to be introducing on the show Nancy Yamley Coleman, but her author, her name on her book is Carol Coleman. Nancy, are you with us? Yes, I am, Sharon. Good morning. Now, I've got to ask you before we introduce Robert, how uh-huh. do you want me to discuss, do you want me to say Nancy today or Carol today? I, I'll be Nancy. You're going to be Nancy today. Halfway through, but we on may your change. Book is Carol Coleman. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my middle name actually is Carol. Okay. And okay. I had never used it. So it How did just... you use Okay. After over 40 years, I get to know you even better. That's Carol. right. Another part. <laughs> Robert, are you with us? Yes, I am, and I'll, I'll be Robert. You what? I'll be Robert today. You'll be Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, thank you for joining us today. And Nancy said some very nice things about your talent. And I need to tell you, Robert, I and Nancy is going to know, know where I'm coming from. I like the fact that you think that women are very special. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. I, oh. um, I, am, a, I am a phylogenist, which uh, is a word that means uh, uh, one who uh, loves and adores women. Robert, can I get you to speak up a little louder? I'm having a personal time hearing. It sounds like okay, a, you're this, a little is low. Is this better? That's is a lot better? better. Right. Okay. I'll try to do it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's real challenging, especially if we're going to have three on today. But back to women um, real quickly. Um, I was fascinated. You really think women need some support. <laughs> well, women have always needed support in the uh, at least the last 2,000 years uh, uh, as we have endured a... Um, patriarchal system that uh, has certainly been incredibly oppressive to women and dangerous to women. Uh, it, but it's also interesting that it's, it's also oppressive and dangerous to men. And so that um, we're, we're in a great time now because we're living in a time where, where the, the patriarchy is failing. Uh, it is uh, exhausted and it is dying. And we are living in a time, uh, what I call a golden age of women. Uh, women are rising. Uh, women leaders are, are coming to the fore in every walk of life. And, you know, the next step will be the, um, uh, the sort of uh, the, the reconciliation between women and men to create what I call the new paradigm, a new paradigm of uh, relationships and co-creation uh, between women and men in all walks of life. Now we can talk about it openly without people hopefully being offended. Uh, Real quickly, Nancy, um, how did you get to know Robert? Uh, Nancy has a new book out that's just, Robert, it's just absolutely the title 
The cover of the book is just breathtaking to me. Almost Heaven. Nancy, tell us about your book and then how you got to know Robert, because Robert's got an unbelievable background to be living in Ashland, Oregon. And he also would, uh, he appreciates Grant's Pass, Oregon, as well. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert, I'm very prejudiced. I think there's no place like Grant's Pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you Grant's guys Pass, over too. there in Ashland and Medford, come on over and visit. But you can always go back home, too. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Sharon, the title actually is Almost Heaven by the Sea. Mm-hmm. Um and I emphasize by the sea because the sea plays a major part. It's a coastal town uh, in Maine where the, the story takes place. So it's certainly, and the cover pretty much describes that, but um, also it's, you know, that's the rest of its name, so I just like to always bring I'm that out. Correct. Yeah, I'm glad you got me there. Um, Almost Heaven by the Sea, and her book cover is so gorgeous of that. Now, uh, you chose to... How long did it take you to decide the title, or did you decide the title, Nancy, after you wrote the book? You know, it's, very, it's so interesting, Sharon. Um, I This started approximately, it was a three-year period, mm-hmm. and I just uh, was following a, a strong, intuitive urging to write, mm-hmm. and I immediately, and I'm so grateful for the vibrant characters and this divine community mm-hmm. that evolved immediately. It was mm-hmm. instantaneous, and it's it consisted and uh, over the entire three-year period, night after mm-hmm. night. Now, when did you meet uh, Robert? I met Robert here in Grants Pass at the Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And I, you know how I am, Sharon. I see or feel someone, uh, a presence, and there are no strangers in my world. Right. Um, I know my, that. my world is interconnected. So I asked him if he'd read my book mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I felt... Now, what the, you, why did you ask Robert to read your book? Uh, tell us a little bit about Robert's background also. I knew it. nothing about Robert's background. I knew very oh. little about Robert's background. Oh. I felt uh, it was more a feeling than a knowing. Your energy. And okay. I... I go more, as much at least, on intuition or or spiritual mm-hmm. guidance, whatever one might want to call it, um, fulfilling my mission as a Great part tea. of yeah. Earth. Yeah. Um, so it was just uh, one of those, uh, mm-hmm. yes, I, I do this all the time, and it, mm-hmm. I'm never misguided. Robert? When you met Nancy, and I've known Nancy a long time, what did you think about her? I'm sure you get approached by a lot of people because you are, you're very prestigious. You're very experienced. You've been surrounded by, by what you've earned in your lifetime to be sought after for what you do. What did you think of Nancy when she said, I want to write a book? 
I, well, when I when I met Nancy, I I was immediately drawn to her her warmth and uh, her openness, and she already had the book, and 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 so um, she asked me if I would uh, consider looking at it, and I okay. was very eager to do so. So I mm-hmm. I jumped at the opportunity to read it, and it is a great read. I can I can certainly give it a great recommendation. Uh, it's uh, a page turner. Uh, it's a tender story. It's very intimate. Uh, it uh, has beautiful location. She evokes the location masterfully, and uh, it has the added benefit. You know, it's a love story. That's a good thing. Uh, it is very positive in its uh, philosophy, and it has one other great benefit. It's uh, a terrific. Uh, it has a terrific dog in it. <laughs> now, what does that mean? Robert? Uh, well, there's a character, one of the characters, one of the main characters is a dog, and it's a great, uh, so it's also a great dog story for, for those who love I dogs. I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. Yes. Nancy, why yeah. did you choose to have uh, that? Um, he says, it's a, and he's got an unbelievable background to describe your book uh, with a tremendous amount of respect that he has worldwide here. Um, why did you choose to have a love story with a dog, and go all the way to Maine. <laughs> you know, as far as choice, Sharon, um, honestly, I, when I say I had the strong intuitive urging to write, I sat down and with a um, notepad and pen, and Howdy, the dog, was Howdy. the first character to emerge and mm. very clearly, very def- definitively, uh, I mean, he was immediately, the feeling I had was unconditional love. Uh-huh. Um, the, the emotions that I experienced during the process of writing this, and it was truly like going into a vision every night, um, mm-hmm. and it would pick up where it left off the night before. So, um it was. I was transported to this um, mm-hmm. this amazing community uh, almost nightly, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, it. I, I would. I never really tired. I mean, I would write from eleven at night, sometimes till two, three in the morning, sometimes ah. more. It just time wasn't wow. uh, didn't exist. And from the, but heart. the energy, mm. I, I continued and consistently received strong energy throughout the entire process. So I, I wasn't tired. Robert, uh, it was revitalizing. Him, um, Nancy, with Robert having uh, worked with so many people, Robert, is this what is happening to our country too? There's so many people, Nancy, wanting to write a book about something that comes from the heart with passion and soul and, and, and life and, and romance. Well, I think, yeah, I think that that's true. It's, uh, it's certainly happening in our country, and, but it's happening globally. Uh, it's happening worldwide, and I think it's part of the evolving consciousness Energy. that we're all, we're all working on. Yes. Uh, I agree with Nancy that we are all interconnected, and... One way to uh, chronicle that and to share that, uh, share those journeys, is through writing. Obviously, of course, mm-hmm. I'm biased. You know, I've been a writer all my life, so mm-hmm. I um, I can't imagine living and not writing. Right. 
Um, and and I, it, it always amazes me how many uh, people I, I encounter, how many people I meet who are working on a book, have written a book, want to write a book. Um, you know, everyone wants to tell their story. Everyone wants to share their story. And uh, I think that's a very healthy, healthy thing. It's like laughter. Laughter is healthy. Writing one's story Harmony. and learning about oneself is also healthy. You know, something we're learning, Robert and Nancy, is uh, harmony. Uh, follow uh-huh. me for a minute. I had a show recently with Dr. Effie Chow, Robert, who's world famous. She was, brought, mm-hmm. you know, she was in the United States chosen by Bill Clinton, former President Clinton, to bring alternative Chinese medicine, new education to NIH and to the United States. And she's very much into Qigong and Tai Chi and all these new... New, uh, the new ideas for America for health reasons. And uh, we were talking about what's happening around the world in a harmony. People are searching for, and I brought in Steve Lauer from Chicago in the same show. Uh, she's been at it for 50 years. He's been at it for 22. They both agreed there's a chi going on. There's a harmony going on. Nancy, you're very much into harmony. Uh, Robert, obviously, you are too the harmony of our planet, wanting to reach out and bring together a rhythm of... um, People are not afraid of disagreeing. But where's the harmony? Am I wrong? Nancy, do you feel that way? Oh, absolutely, Sharon. And that's uh, truly what I think... uh, That's what I experienced throughout the process of creating this uh, book. And um, as an example, Howdy, uh, his wisdom and unconditional love, it just completely mm-hmm. covers the hearts of the entire community. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story of the celebration of life, happiness, and providing a mm-hmm. successful model of cooperative community management. And that provides the kind of lifestyle I believe... I honestly believe most folks are looking for. And we have to, the Nancy, romantic I'm sorry to have to do this. Pardon? I've got to take a break. I'm, okay. I'm sorry that they got going late uh, because we were in a quick break here, but then this is the last one. Don't either one of you go anywhere. We'll take a moment with our sponsor, and we're going to be right back, and we're going to discuss that with writers and uh, what's happening out there with what Robert and you have been learning about people who do want to write about their passion, their commitment, and their soul. We'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist for dry eye. And we'll be right back with Nancy and Robert. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Nancy, you were mentioning about the harmony, and you know, then we were talking about the harmony and the right. key of what where you're after with your book. And, and, and the reason I brought up the word harmony and the rhythm of life, Robert, is way back thousands of years ago, they knew there was something very, lots of energy in the air they lived with, and they began their chants, and they began the drum, and they began music, and they began to dance, and, and they began to express themselves with uh, what they, how they felt, and it grew, and here we are today, and with all these handheld portable devices of, of information highway, and and more, and now books are becoming so exciting. The, and I'm a believer of paper book too, because in fact, you come to my yard, and I have these figurines types uh, things that I collect with uh, people. Uh, something reading a book. I don't care if it's a little rabbit reading a book or a, a statue reading a book. I, I like that around me. And I collect books, unbelievable, all the way back to the 1800s. But, Nancy, when you were talking about your choice to relate with your book to the world and your, your, your passion, your commitment to yourself, but also to showing others that you believe the home has a, a place in the community. The home is the kingdom of life and all. You chose to go almost heaven by the sea. And I'm assuming by the sea means it's some solitude and some relaxation. But you started to explain the, the, the pet, the pet of the family, Howdy, and that you said there was some love to it, an unconditional love to it. What was the love to it? Well, um, love is throughout it. I mean, love is the tapestry that... Uh, is interwoven throughout the the story. Okay. okay. Um, however, the unconditional love that uh, came to me through Howdy, and it, he mm-hmm. belonged to the actually the entire community because he did his daily visits with everyone, and oh. he was totally respected and um, honored. He actually. Uh, not to give too much away, but there was a um, sculpture of Howdy that was erected by the community. Oh, I don't think you want to go. Tribute. Yeah, yeah. Be careful on that because that's the book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's only a small that sounds portion. Like the book. <laughs> um, I uh, speaking a little bit about technolo- technological advances. Uh, they have increased the pace of life. And as a society, I think we're overstimulated. I know we're overstimulated. Stress-related diseases continue to increase. It's in epidemic proportions. 
by crowding our lives with more, perhaps we may be trying to fill the emptiness we feel within. I really trust this book will encourage lifestyle reflection and reordering of priorities, the creative art of simplicity. You know, our societal bedrock is frugality um, and our in the beginning. And frugality to me, creative frugality, is enjoying the virtue of getting good value for every minute of, of life energy and from everything we have the use of. Well, you know what uh, I think uh, there, Robert, what she's saying is I'm, I am, my field is studying nature and um, the nature of the planet, the nature to life and, and the timing and the billions of years we've come through as a planet to get where we're at and look where we're at. And, Robert, you run into all the authors and and uh, from uh, people all over the world, like Nancy, who want to give their from their heart and their soul and their passion a message. What are some of the most unusual ones you found? I know you got Nancy's probably one of the um, exciting uh, where the sign of the times is at today because you can read, you can listen to music and pick up on what. What's going on, even in marketing, Nancy? It you choose whoever, however they choose is the best, the number one uh, winners of what's being uh, heard in music is what the market is. And uh, but Robert, what have you learned in the world out there? What is happening to the writers? Well, I think to, not only to writers but to all of us. Uh, Nancy made a good point that. Um, you know, we are all trying to, in one way or another, fill an emptiness inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we, uh, in, in doing so, uh, you know, there's always a spiritual journey. And this one's, spiritual journeys are, are as unique as uh, um, fingerprints. Right. Uh, they're all different. They're all different. Uh, right. But they're all uh, equally important. And what I find is a greater tolerance growing and it's hard to it's hard sometimes to keep this in mind because you know we are inundated by media that uh, you know loves to tell us all the bad stories that are going on. Uh, you know, progress is slow; it's never fast enough. But consciousness is definitely changing. Uh, we are seeing a regeneration, I believe, of uh, uh, an Earth that and a global community that is increasingly turning back to nature, to getting back in touch with um, the wind, trees, uh, the elements, the stars, the moon, the sun. The trunk of the tree. And and water, and water, of course. Uh, I I think that that's absolutely happening. That's part of the quest for partnering in new ways. Uh, because, uh, you know, as social animals, we, we seek community. And the question is, what kind of communities are we going to create? Are they going to be sustainable communities? Are they going to be earth-honoring communities? Or are they going to be, uh, you know, more in the 19th century model of uh, the Industrial Revolution, which was, uh, you know, predicated on the, uh, on the belief that we needed to subjugate nature? And we see where that has led to uh, all these years later. Um, it's, uh, you know, the dying breath of, the, of, again, a patriarchal system. If you go back over 2,000 years, and archaeology is, is unearthing more and more evidence of this, 
you know, we, we lived in a time then of, um, uh, people lived in a time then of uh, many, many matriarchies. And matriarchal societies were uh, very, very attached to the land, very attached to the elements, attached to the natural world in a way that patriarchy has never been. And, uh, you know, it's part of the process is, is the healing of the patriarchy, healing of men and the healing of women. And as that comes together, uh, we will, I believe, uh, create, uh, again, what I call a new paradigm of relationships and a new way of relating to the world. Have you noticed, both of you, uh, what is happening throughout the world is the hunger uh, the passion to hopefully not go so extreme. Uh, our society has taken these moments in time to go one way or the other. You know, we became, both of you, where we thought we could fix it real quick and not take the time that Earth takes to nature, the hike, to do it slowly and not in such a hurry. Um, people, uh, the, when I study the planet's origination and uh, water is the life of the planet, it's the species of the planet. But so is soil. It's the species of the planet. So water is a species, soil is a species, and brought species of life, organism of life to, the, to this planet to live with a solar system that is all in harmony. And you can't rush it. You've got to take it easy and enjoy it. Very chi, very way back in thousands of years ago in China, Robert, when they learned that the energy in the air we're living in called, I will study that water vapor in the atmosphere, is electrolytic. We don't, the battery charges because of water in the atmosphere. The plane flies because of water. We live because of the water in the atmosphere as individuals. And people wanted to hurry up and get where they want to go and walk right over the top of people or harm them if they don't agree. Now, the books that are coming out are so many. I buy an average of one or two a month, uh, and you're going to both pass out. I have not, but in my whole life, Robert, read, read one only fiction book. I am very nerdy, Robert. I study, I don't look the part, but I I am very boring. I study, and uh, all my life in school, and my teachers are out there probably have heard it, when I was growing up, I carried the same book, Robert. (laughs) And by the time I was a senior in high school, one teacher figured it out, I swear to you. And then she challenged me to read another book. <laughs> but I have been in the nonfiction book, and I buy all nonfiction books. But uh, back to knowledge and what we're trying to learn to share with each other. And Nancy's book, to share with her inner feelings. Um, before, but also, Robert, you do poetry. Nancy, I'm going to get him. I want to ask something here. Robert, on your po- do you write poetry yourself? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read us a poem of inspiration that you've written. I hope I, I hope you can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, when goodness. I write, I've been a writer forever too. But I write with inspiration too, 
And with my yeah. research center, we have to write every day, every moment of the day. But a lot of times I'll forget what I just inspired and wrote, and I have to have people to back that up for me. But can you do a poem for us today? I think I can probably uh, find a poem that uh, would be um, appropriate. All right, uh, Nancy. I think, you know, I think I could. Uh, Nancy knows we both. Nancy loves poetry too. Well, I actually had uh, have a nationally published poet uh, poem that I'm very proud of, and it's called "Life." Um, interestingly enough, and um, I have a, a book. Every, I think everyone has a book of poetry that oh, yeah. they're ready to share with the world. It's just a process of getting it there. Poetry is like soul. I mean, it's... Well, it's kind of like the music and the words and the song and... And it you can it's you can and you know it gives you an inspiration how you feel. Yeah, I've written poetry, and um, one of the last ones I did was just before my brother passed away, who was the best friend I could have ever had in my life. And he and back to Robert, you'll enjoy this. I was raised in a home where I was a year and nine months older, but we were raised equally. My brother and I. He was smart, and I had all this, so much to learn, Robert. And he was a graduate of Wharton, an economist, and very amazing man. Uh, enjoyed every inch of our life. We grew up with music in our home, poetry, and lots of laughter and moments of other. Uh, but again, uh, the last one I wrote is uh, thinking of him with the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And all the little, all the things that you ward other people for doing you, for you, for being the Wizard of Oz. Wouldn't that be a dream come true to be the Wizard of Oz and 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 tap people that you really feel that you've been something important in your life? And right, yes, Robert. Mm-hmm. Do you have a poem there? I do. It's all right. A man, it's called a a woman and man stand alone in the street. The street is empty. No human or animal appears. Even the birds are absent. They say to each other, what are we doing here? Where is everybody? Lawn sprinklers erupt. Automatic, the woman says, like most of our thoughts, actions without meaning, actions while asleep. And consequences, the man says, consequences. Oh, yes, she agrees, always results. So what will we do now, the man asks. Walk, I guess, the woman says. They slow down at the edge of town, listening to the ruckus over the hill. What do you think? Machinery? No, she says, it's people, a lot of people. Hear it now? Sounds like marching. Sounds like weeping, yelling, singing. Let's go, she says. Why? Because we're needed. Because we have to. Wow. I followed that. Did you, Nancy, too? Yes. Very. Yeah. Inspirational. Yeah. Well, Um, it's a poem about, obviously, it's a poem about, uh, it's a kind of post-apocalyptic poem, but it's about a woman and man together Mm -hmm. uh, going towards the 
going towards life rather than running away from it. Right. Robert, are there more women writing books than men or more men writing books than women? That's a very good question. Uh, you know, I don't have statistics on this, but I would say at this stage yes. in development that there are more women writing. Uh, clearly, we know from statistics that uh, the audience for books is overwhelmingly mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they're, they're the buyers. Uh, men, men do not buy books at, at anywhere near the pace that women buy books today. Okay. So, uh, and of course, there's been just a great... As we, as I, you know, as I said earlier, I mean, we're living in a great renaissance, uh, in the age mm-hmm. of a great renaissance of women. And uh, women, women writers, women authors are part of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Nancy, you're a philosopher. And like I said, yeah. audience, I've known this talent and this person for many years, Nancy. You, you're extraordinary. And, thank you, um, and I want to thank you for introducing us to Robert today because of his extraordinary background worldwide, too. And, but what do you think about, as yourself as a woman, writing your first book? Um, you know, Sharon, I think I'm so grateful for the two major gifts that um, I arrived on this planet with. One was uh, curiosity. The other is um, the power of love. Mm-hmm. Those are what I consider my two greatest, the two gifts that I try to utilize on a, a daily basis. Um, and I think that um, curiosity probably is something that provides me with so much energy and so much um, of Nancy, the... do you believe that might be the symptom or the spark that a lot of people, uh, we've only got about a minute and a half left, um, and we'll ask Robert a question here, but do you believe that's what gets people to finally write the book they always said they wanted to write? <clears throat> well, I certainly think that it gives them a lot of... Um, background to do it with because as you as you follow your curiosity which is a, a very life-giving uh, element mm-hmm. you create so many opportunities to learn do you, I mean I got to back you up for real quickly because we got to have we've only got a minute left now for Robert but do you think it's inspiration or philosophical uh, well I think it's I actually think it's both. Uh, yeah. I think that um, yeah. I Thank mean, I you. think we're we're inspired to to uh, to move forward, and and as we do so, we discover a philosophy that mm-hmm. is uh, a kinder, gentler, uh, more earth uh, um, mm-hmm. satisfying uh, philosophy of life. Mm-hmm. I like the word you said, earth satisfying. That energy yeah. that offers us that electrolytic chide uh, side of us. And Robert, I want to thank you for coming on today and you to, for them to find you at your website. You want to read, uh, uh, read your website for us, what it is? Yeah, it's uh, www.robertmcdowell.net. And Nancy, what is your site? Um, actually, my primary site is through Trafford publishing as far as the book is concerned. 
my I only have an email, um, and that's nancy.yonley.coleman mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Okay. Uh, Trafford Publishing is um, they're the publisher that. How do you spell that? Trafford. Trafford. Tra- how do you spell that? And the book is available through, of course, the major mm-hmm. bookstores or almost I I assume any bookstore would order it and on Amazon. Okay. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time. It went fast for me. I hope you both have a very special day. Thank you very much, Sharon. I enjoyed it as always. Thank you, Robert, for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad uh, Nancy was able to bring you on. I know how busy you both are. Have a very special day and be well. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome, Robert. Talk to you soon. Both of you have a nice day. Bye. 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 Have you, all of you out there worldwide, met anybody who's written a book? And so many people are absolutely into what's happening to be able to relate a conversation by writing, and it is exciting. I want you to know that the Power of Water radio talk show is absolutely exciting to me to go worldwide, and we're going to be considering this worldwide and having more people on together so that you can listen to other people, what they're learning as two people that do something in science or whatever relationship it might be together, um, bringing people on. So we're going to do more of this. I want you to embrace this life that we have on the planet Earth and that solar system of harmony every moment of the day and somebody else's life too. Embrace it. Be open-minded and share But earth whispers, do not take it all with you. Leave something for all the generations of the children to come, to have a new life for eternity for them too. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.